something in me just knew that this was right. And I'm going, this is what lights me up. This is what I want to do. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inside Out Career Design Podcast. My name is Nicola Vetter, and I'm here with my co-host and husband, Peter Extel. And our guest today is Adrian Salisbury. Adrian is best known for helping online coaches and content creators look and feel professional on video through his program Impact. He also runs the hugely popular Ecamm Live Academy and YouTube Academy as live cohort-based courses twice a year. Both of which we've been part of, and they have helped us set up our podcast on YouTube the way you see it today. So everybody who's just listened to this podcast, go check it out on YouTube and see both of our professional setups. We were truly excited to have Adrian on, to also learn about another unknown side of him. And in our conversation, we talk about how a strong work ethic coupled with an unshakable spiritual belief helped him persevere through some dark times on the way to success. The backstory of what it means to be an entrepreneur, the highs, lows and plateaus. How a chance advertisement on Facebook came at just the right time with the help he needed. Why it's wise to stick with teachers you trust and not chase the next shiny object why it's important to listen to messages coming from your intuition and the timeless lesson to be of service to people and not chase a quick buck if you want to be successful for the long term. And now it's time to listen and learn from Adrian. <laughs> Welcome, Adrian. We are happy to have the opportunity to dive into a different world with you today. The world yes. of a successful YouTube entrepreneur. And it's going to be a bit different as we want to know who that person Adrian is. What makes you you? Even though you've been on YouTube with your own channel for 10 years now, with over 500 videos, Amazing. we could not find a single interview shining a light on the person behind the scenes, <laughs> behind the teaching. Yeah. I have a question. I don't know if you've ever been asked this, Adrian. What was it like growing up with a father who's a minister? I, I actually grew up with a very strong work ethic. My dad was not only, so he was a lay pastor, if you like, um, in the church he was in. He's an elder there. He would be preaching, uh, you know, probably every other weekend he's preaching somewhere, but he was also running a business. Um, he had a landscaping business. He worked really hard in that. I saw a, a role model who was getting up at seven in the morning, working into the evening, six days a week, you know, very much a if you want success, if you want to make it, you've got to work hard at it. Um, so yeah, a, a great role model, really. Oh, that's fascinating. So what lessons did your parents teach you that you think are still with you today? We talked about the work ethic, anything else? 
absolutely in the business. You know, I, I was in an office, uh, my dad, my mum, myself, uh, and another lady in the office there. It really helped me when I came to set up my own business when I left there to I, I mine was a, a mini version of that in terms of how the, the, the you know, we did the invoicing, we sorted out the accounts, we dealt with customers, you know, everything that I'd learned from him. Uh, I can remember, I can remember the milkman coming in um, <laughs> into the business when, you know, he used to, I used to come in every morning and drop the milk off there in this little office that we had. We, you know, as I say, it was about 30 men that used to be there in the mornings and then they would head off out to their sites around the city and then come back in at night. Um, and I remember the milkman coming in and just going, there's just a lovely vibe, a lovely energy in this place. You know, it always seems nice when I come here and happy. And um, I, I think there was that, you know, I grew up about around uh, positive people really. And uh, customers always came first, that kind of, yeah, for sure. That's been ingrained in me and seen that as I've been working alongside them. Uh, and living alongside them, obviously, as well. So now <laughs> I know why your reputation is so strong about you being a really nice, honest, ethical person. We're going to talk about what a great teacher you are later. So that's that. That modeling sounds like came from there, and that's where it comes from. That's so because this actually yeah. shows up in your business today. Actually, shows up on on camera. That's Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my mum's actually the one, I, you know, I, my mum's always had this lovely, friendly personality. She, she knows everybody, everybody, you know, she's a great friend to everybody. My dad was the hard worker. And yes, while he was, he still had that same kind of personality. He was the businessman and, and, and mum sat alongside very much um, doing the accounts and things and it, uh, helping him out in the business. But the personality really has come from my mum. And I've sort of taken, hopefully, some of the business uh, skills that I've learned from my dad as well. I've never been uh, asked about my parents before. That's definitely a first, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Peter was thinking. This is this is what just, we do. We go, I go. To start this interview off like that. We go where we go, yeah. Because, Adrian, you told us in our pre-call that you've had some dark nights of the soul like most people in our audience as well. And we call them the what's next moments. So I'd like you to share what were you going through and what, what led up to those moments in your life? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as we've been talking about my parents and working in a business with them, um, let me kind of start there because that was probably one of the, the biggest of those moments. Um, I. I I'd started out, I left school and went and did a management program in a store, electrical store, and uh, did very well in that, was enjoying it, was uh, a manager in a shop in, was the youngest in the area, in the region at the time. Um, but I'd come to a point, I was, I was ready for a change. Um, my parents were in this landscaping business, they tried to sell it. Um, a, a buyout deal that went bad. It caused huge amount of stress for my parents. And I had an opportunity to take a redundancy, a, a voluntary redundancy at my work. And I thought I could do this and I can go and help my parents in the business and really to come in and help them with the sales, with the front end things. I was never overly keen on getting my hands dirty in the garden, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, 
you know, it needed it needed the machine needed feeding. So I, I was very happy to do some of the front end things, be the, the the face of the business to new customers. And so this was all good. I worked with them for about seven years, and then my dad kind of dropped this bombshell that I should have been thinking of. Um, that he was thinking of retiring. You know, I mentioned earlier he wanted to retire so he could do more in the ministry at the church. Um, and I was to take over this business. And I was about 29 at the time. And I just had this horrible feeling of this isn't what I want to do. Uh, I didn't feel equipped for it. You know, the guys that are out on site knew the job inside out. I'm the boss's son. You know, it, it always felt like that and the hiring the firing i just thought i don't want to do this with the thought of me running this without my dad being there just sent me into a very dark place um thankfully my dad was incredible and said to me look you know it almost felt guilty for putting me in this uh, in this corner really uh, there wasn't anything else I could go off and do that would have suited from here and he said to me well, what do you want to do you know I, I, we'll help you we'll support you however you want and we just recently had a website built. Uh, I really enjoyed the process. Uh, I, you know, I kind of worked alongside the, the developer that was doing the thing. And so I said to my dad, I'd really like to build websites for people and, and start that as a business. Uh, bringing in my photography as well, I knew I could use that and do some work with that. And he was incredible. He said to me, you know, you stay on on a full-time salary. Uh, I was married, supporting my daughter as well at the time. Um, you know, you, you stay on, we'll still pay you and you can kind of go off and do this. What training do you need? And I went and did a webmaster course, um, a few days a week. I, I couldn't have done it without him. And I look back at so many points along my journey where, you know, because my dad had worked hard, because he'd been successful in a business, he was able to, uh, put money in our bank account, support me, help me financially. Uh, I wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for those points. Um, so for me, leaning very much on that, there I don't know what I'd have done if he'd have said, no, you know, that's up to you. You go and sort that out if you don't want to stay in the business. I don't know what I'd have done. I probably would have gone back to working in a shop or something like that. Um, so yeah, I really thank my dad for that. And, um, went on and did this business with websites. We did virtual tours, 360 degree virtual tours, like you see in hotels and things. That uh, was a big one for me and photography. And the photography really was the work that seemed to be coming through regularly. So that became the main thing I was doing. Um, yeah, but it's, it was always a, yeah, month to month, you know, that kind of, we're just about paid off the bills, you know, let's, let's go again and, and, and chasing down that. I was never in a position where we were like, we did, I hadn't even got a pension um, assigned to us. And that was actually when I first had this taste of the online world was while I'm out driving around to sites all the time, I actually came across Pat Flynn. Uh, I, I feel I owe everything to Pat Flynn um, with his smart, smart Passive Income podcast. I'm trying to think how many episodes it would have been in, but I went right back to the start. And while I'm driving around, I'm just learning all this going, I want some of this. You know, this sounds really exciting. And, and, and back then I'm thinking, well, if that brings in some money on the side, maybe that can go towards a pension while I'm out doing this. Um, <laughs> but, but again, I, I hit another point really where I thought, I'm driving around like this and I'm thinking photography is a young man's game. You know, this is, 
they don't what am i going to do when i get to 55 60 no one's going to want me coming around doing photography for them they, you know these the young trendy guys are, are doing all this so again that kind of panic of okay maybe i maybe i could pursue this and this could actually be the thing i do rather than um seeing it just as a little side earner but yeah it's it's tough isn't it when you when you kind of hit these points and go what do i do um <laughs> yes we you know, actually we actually hit a point like that as well at the very beginning when we um, when we met we were making why films purpose films for people and yeah. we had and for companies and we had um <laughs> had to lock, I don't know, nine bags of of film equipment to Germany from the US. And, On the plane. Oh, uh, really? And so I could really relate yeah. to what you said. When you are getting yeah. older, this is heavy stuff. Yeah. 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 And you know, yeah. it's interesting. One of the questions I was going to ask you, so you've never been used to having in a way, a steady paycheck. You, you never work for British Telecom or something, and here's my <laughs> paycheck, and all, all, because you're, that's just not how you've been, well, I, been built. I did, that first job was a salary. While I was with my parents, that was a salary. Um, but me going on my own, yeah, that, that was pretty scary from the get-go, really. Um, it's exciting when all of a sudden you see a, you know, ten thousand pound job, and you think, "Oh, that's all coming to me. I'm not just getting my wage. You know, I get all of this extra." And um, but I've never enjoyed the selling side of it, and, and showing up, turning up to clients, and doing quotes, and then sitting waiting, going, "Oh, I hope I get this job." And what kept you persevering? Do you think? Uh, knowing that I had to do it. You know, the, I've got a wife and kids and um, yeah, and it was a lot of hard work. I'd be quite often working weekends. Uh, I actually, where are we? My daughter would have, what's she now? 26. I, so prop, she was probably about one or even younger. I can remember the first time going to the doctor with um, IBS, irritable bowel Um and I remember him looking and there's nothing wrong with me, checking all this out. And he put it down to stress, um, was asking what I, what do I do to unwind? What's my hobby? And I kind of laughed and went, I, I got a wife and kids, you know, I don't have time for a hobby. Are you kidding? Um, I, I've got to work. And it, 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 yeah, to be honest, most of that time, and not to say that, you know, we had nice holidays and things and it was, we, we weren't poor by any, you know, but it's, it was always that pressure. It was always there um, of trying to pay the bills and, um, yeah, never like it. I mean, that's true for everybody, isn't it? But um, it's a real tension and a real drive. Um, you've got to be out there. You've got to be getting these jobs in. Um, we've got bills to pay at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. See, and this is actually the main question we are seeking to answer on this podcast. Is it possible to find an authentic, meaningful and fulfilling life you love while yeah. building a successful and rewarding career? And so I'm really curious. You touched on it before with um, just now with with Pat Flynn and the online world and smart yeah. passive income. How have you navigated those two parts? finding meaning <laughs> and paying the bills because this is the next yeah. phase in your life that's coming up now it is yeah and this is the exciting this is the happy phase well 
there's a phase before the happy phase. <laughs> um, Start where you want. So, yeah, I'd been a photographer then since about 2002. Um, I'd been trying things on the line. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Pat and others that are telling me about these different things, ways that you can do websites or blogs and, you know, talk about stuff. People come along and you can advertise or, or all different ways, affiliate work. Um, photography was my thing. I love to help people with photography. I, I would be, if I was walking around, you know, if we're on holiday and I can see somebody awkwardly holding their camera, I, I everything in me wanted to go up to them and go, can I just help you with that? You know, cause it was really, um, <laughs> so I think I've always had this natural ability to teach things, uh, always helping my parents with something on their phone that they don't understand or, you know, and, and my mum would always go, I just get what you say, you know, I've, I've been talking to this IT person, I don't got a clue what he was saying, but you seem to say it in a really clear way. And so I think these little things are in my mind that I'm going, okay, I can teach. Um, so I used to help people. I started doing some Saturday workshops with friends and family that used to come and say, you know, can you help me out with this camera? And we'd do a tra day's training of getting started with a SLR camera. Then I shifted. So we were 2017. I said to Rach, where are we? It was 2017. Yeah. Um, I said, it's always quiet for us in the winter, you know, December, January, nobody wants us in doing the photography. So I said, right, I want to carve January out. I want to build this photography course. I'd already been doing a Facebook group um, that was like attracting photographers. We did monthly challenges. Uh, it was totally free. And I thought, right, I've got an audience here. I, I'm going to build this course and I'm going to sell it and we're going to be going. Um, so I took January off, built this course out. Uh, Kickstarter actually was the uh, the idea. I was I didn't know anything about online courses really, but I thought, okay, I'll do a Kickstarter thing. I'll get people to buy in early, and and I went back to this group that I'd been working that I'd been doing the photography with, and um, one guy actually said he messaged me and he went because uh, I said right, I've got this course. If you want to join, it's going to be twenty pounds a month to come in, or and he messaged me and he went why did you just go weird on us? Why, why, why have you asked us to pay for this now? You know, we've been, we've been doing this. This is stuff I can get on YouTube for free. Um, and it crushed me. I was like, it's not going to work. How are you supposed to sell this course? Uh, I've got no idea where to go. That's when I spotted James Webmore with Business by Design. That came up, I think that must have been about the April of that year that I spotted him doing this um, advert that I came across on Facebook and he's talking about this, you created an online course, you launch it and then crickets, he says, you know, there's nothing. And what are you supposed to do? And, and then he goes on, you know, that's obviously the sell of it really is join business by design and we can help you get this course out and sell it. What you said is, I think is a good lesson for people to know. You gave stuff away for free, thought it was yeah. going to be Bob's your uncle, and then say, hey, I, now, now I've got it for free, now I don't want to pay for it. And then what you did is you went and got skillful training. You went and yeah. picked somebody, because we are James Wedmore people, fans as, as well, and you actually picked a reputable person who could teach you how to yeah. do this properly rather than, oh, I'll just figure out looking at all the YouTube videos and I'll get this thing and I'll, I'll try and piece yeah. this together. And do all, and we know enough about James now, of course, that 
somebody who can teach that skillfully. And if you follow mm. all the instructions, then then it can work. And I think many people just say, I'll just try this and flounder around and you're going to fail because it, there is so much, yeah. so, so much to this. And the other thing I wanted to say is you had this natural love and this natural talent, what people would call the zone of genius. I just mm -hmm. love to teach. Or I'm, give me that camera here. Let me let me yeah. show you how to fix the <laughs> stuff on here. <laughs> give yeah. me that thing. I'm sure you didn't do it that way. I'm sure Adrian, you were very polite and nice about it. <laughs> but, but that, but that, inside you, this natural talent that you have is so beautiful to hear, because that yeah. that is, that is, that that's you. And I think that's important as I'm just going to say, you know, if, if you're coming at this going, right, I can make money doing this. Give me give me a topic and I'll talk about it because my goal is making money. But I think if you naturally come at this going, I want to serve, I want to help people. I want to see them succeed in photography and, you know, make or I'd love them to be taking great family photos or whatever it is. Um, the money follows, you know, if you're if you're doing this for the right reasons, really. And I think that would be encouraging for for people to know, you know, don't try to go chase down a topic or a niche that isn't particularly relevant or fitting. It's it wants to be something you're passionate about and you can really, you know, happily show up and do this stuff for free. You know, yeah. it's a bonus that you get paid for it. That's the sort of if you can come at it like that, that's that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And again, if I if I have my dates right about you, then you started with your YouTube channel 10 years ago. And then in 2017, so that that would be after having served for free on the YouTube channel uh, for four to five years, that's when you started asking for money. Yeah. So we were putting we were putting tutorials and things up. Uh, I would take a camera, for instance, and I would do little videos on how to set the focus how to adjust the ISO, how to do the shutter speed. And I would do like a little mini series and they actually still get views today. I get people message me going, oh, thank you for that. And I think this is like an eight year old, 10 year old camera, but yeah. it's still relevant because somebody passes it down or they get it out and think, oh, I'm gonna take, take some photos of the grandkids now. Um, how do I do this? So YouTube's fantastic for that. And We can come and on the, to that. <laughs> and the principles yeah. often stay the same. Right. Yes. At least yeah. within mm -hmm. this time frame, and yeah. you've so you obviously love to teach. It 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 shows through every every pore <laughs> of your being, and you're a wonderful teacher. And we know that firsthand because we've taken your courses, and you know we owe a depth of gratitude as you taught us so much about YouTube and Ecamm, and we'll put all those links in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, was teaching always a passion of yours or did you discover that gift? Uh, yeah, I think it was then? more discovering it as a, I don't think I ever, I enjoyed helping people. I think I probably just defined it as that. Um, I'm a nice guy. If I can help you, I will. Uh, I don't know that I really saw it as if you'd have said you've got a real natural talent for teaching, I probably would have had to think about it and then maybe process and go, okay, yeah, that does make sense. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, to me, it wasn't so much teaching people. I, I guess in my mind, it was, I'm just helping somebody with something that I can do. 
Mm. Um, I wonder what, before we move on to anyone who's listening to this about doing what you love and maybe doing a YouTube channel, which we'll talk about later, a key thing to know what you said, it's not enough to just say, hey, I just love to do this and I love to help people and all that. If you had not taken James Wedmore's course to figure out what are all the nuts and bolts to actually make something beyond yeah. what you love to do in a dream to make that into reality, I don't think, I think that's why most people fail. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, it, it's very, I mean, this was kind of my next point at, is leads nicely on actually to, uh, this was a big decision for us to invest in James Webmore. I, I, yes, I'd been watching, as I say, I'm listening to podcasts and things, but for me, I'm a photographer. I want to do this online thing. A lot of my friends, family are going, who makes money doing that? You know, that's crazy. Uh, I wasn't getting any support from anyone around me. Um, so the idea of investing, I think it would have been about $2,000 at the time to join Business by Design. Um, I'm looking at this thing. I'm thinking, my wife, Rachel, is not going to go for this. You know, I'm, I'm trying to say to her, I want to invest in this thing that we've made no money out of yet. You know, um, But something in me just knew that this was right. And I'm going, this is what lights me up. This is what I want to do. Um, and here's a guy that is promising, you know, he's going to be able to help me do this. Um, so I, I actually said to Rach, could we, could I take out, could we take out a loan? Would she trust me to take out a loan, 10,000 pounds so that I could buy business by design and switch off from the photography business for three months. So, you know, not worry about income coming in. That's all sorted. I just want to get down here and get clear on this one. Um, and she'd agreed to it. And I think the next day was cart close day. I'm out in the morning. I was, uh, walking the dog, having a bit of a prayer walk, you know, my faith's important to me. And I just didn't love that space to get out. Um, and I got this ping on my phone. My mum's text me, uh, check your bank account. And I looked at my bank account and they put 10,000 pounds into it. Exactly what I'd just been saying the night before to my wife. Um, I called my mum up and said, what is this? You know, and, and she said, well, dad's not here at the minute, but he, he'll tell you, um, he's been up the last couple of nights and has really felt troubled. And he said, he, uh, and he told me later himself, I really felt God was telling me to support you and put this 10,000 pounds into your bank. And I just sobbed, you know, that was, it was for me such a, and I realize that's not, not everybody can take this and apply it. But for me, uh, it was just a, a massive green light and a confirmation that where I'm going, I really want to do this. Um, I just felt a real answer to prayer for me to say, yeah, there you go. Uh, this is, this is the path you should be going down. Um, so that, that was a, that was a huge point for me. <laughs> so Adrian, how long did it take you then to, so you said you wanted to allocate three months yeah, and, and the money, <laughs> yeah. how long did it take you then till you made a first dime on that business? Yeah. Well, me being me, um, I got inside of business by design, started consuming all the content. Uh, as you know, the experience is all very exciting. 
I was ready to put this photography course online. And as I was doing lives and talking in the group, people were reaching out to me and saying, how come you look so good on video? Uh, why do you stand out and, and, and look so sharp? I mean, it's become more normal now, but, but you know, back then, most people were just on a, a poor webcam and hadn't really thought of connecting cameras and things up. And so I said, okay, I've got a community here of entrepreneurs that are all trying to get their businesses going. Um, and one key thing is that they all need to be looking good on video. So I created my Impact, or, or Pro Video Academy, as it was called then. We've just recently rebranded it as Impact. Um, and so I built this course out. I didn't, I didn't correctly do it. I know James teaches to kind of sell it before you make it. Um, I wanted to make this thing first. Uh, maybe that's partly procrastinating, but I built this little course out for, for teaching video and I launched it and we actually did, I think we probably had about 10 people come and join in this first month of opening it up and fantastic. I was getting some great uh, videos back, uh, testimonials, hearing back from people. I'd like to say I stuck to it and I did what I was told and uh, you know the, the thing sort of took off from there. Sadly, I kind of panicked a bit. And although people were buying, I was doing webinars. Uh, sometimes I'm doing webinars one after another, and no one's showing up or nobody's buying. And uh, partly because I was in this business by design group where everyone's posting in all these great successes, and I'm they're my audience very much. So again, unique for me, I'm, I'm trying to attract these guys, I want to give the, off this perception that I'm being successful. And I didn't want to be saying to them, actually, I've just done a whole load of launches and no one's buying because I didn't want them going, well, I don't want to buy it if nobody else has, you know, <laughs> this is all going on in my, so I kind of shrunk back a bit, I ended up going back and picking up a lot of the photography work and things that I knew I could do. And, and would just really dabble in and out of this on weekends. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was in that, you know, one foot in, although I'd paid for this, uh, we, you know, we'd more than, I, I got up to about 50 customers over maybe 18 months. We had about 50 customers come in and through, but it wasn't enough. And I kept getting pulled back into the, the photography that I knew would put decent money into the bank. Um, yeah, it, it's been a journey. <laughs> I want to point out one more thing. You said you wanted to help the entrepreneurs that yeah. uh, so they can look good on camera, sound good and all of that. This is actually important for everyone, especially also for people that are trying to find a new job. Yeah, because if they only knew I mean, we hear a lot if they only knew how bad they look and sound when they have an yeah. interview on zoom. Yeah. It's insane. And if they yeah. want to stand out and just knew some of the things that you are teaching, we're teaching some of that in our mm. um, program as well. But if they just knew, then it could make such a big difference. Yeah. So you are doing uh, great work, not only for entrepreneurs, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's always hard to define, really. You know, we've I I did a speaking event um, virtually into a group of lawyers in Toronto, 
uh, earlier in the year you know uh, uh, yeah uh, you're absolutely right these are guys that if when they're meeting in person they turn up in these very expensive suits the image is very important but they're stuck on a webcam going you know how do i how do i look better than yes. this and so we did this great presentation into them it was well received uh, and really just saying how you can set up you know we're both doing this from home uh well i assume you are i certainly am you know th this kind of a setup can absolutely be done and, and you can give this very professional look in yeah. in a fairly simple way and that's always been my passion is breaking down this barrier i hate to hear people saying oh i've got this camera but i just use my phone because it's better and i mm. think no that's terrible let's let's <laughs> get that camera out let's let's work out how to use it um so and yeah and and that leads me actually to another point covid du -du 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 -du. Yes. <laughs> because i think that was quite a another what's next moment for you as well correct yeah well we yeah um so pre-covid so the year running up um 2019 was probably my yeah the preparation was uh, again for me um i won't go into it I'll, I'll take too long getting around all this but um i had another god moment really that really confirmed for me um that god was blessing what we were doing through 2019 was me that was when i did my first youtube academy we called it a youtube summer camp and I expected this to be an online course but actually we had such fun people enjoyed this we did it as a cohort experience so you you come through it over two weeks and i drip out training and then we practice it and i'm getting on daily lives as you know uh and we ran this in that summer it's the first time i did anything like it my pro video ran very different and uh, then i'd been through this the, the first half of the year working with ecam helping them out we were looking at creating videos for them they wanted some content for their customers um i'd said again just had this kind of gut feeling i didn't just want to get paid for recording 40 videos for them i wanted to own this product and they could send people to it uh, and then so they're training up their customers without it costing them anything and i was getting marketing coming in from from them and i got on so well with the guys at ecam and still do they're lovely people and we've just created this great partnership so 2019 i i ran in the summer this youtube academy in august which is when katie had only just come on board at ecam you know katie the, the marketing director over there um we'd done our first ecam academy it was a big success we went into 2020 and uh, i actually so i january of 2020 i run my second ecam academy i went out to san diego to social media marketing world with ecam to be on their booth there and it was when we came back from that the flight back was when everything was locking down and that was pretty much that weekend they were the last flights that were going around at the start of 2020 um and we it gave me an opportunity really to close off my photography business all of that work stopped nobody wanted me coming out to do that made that a very easy decision because right here in front of me was you know we we used to run this ecam academy so for those that don't know ecam live is the software that's being used here that allows you to do live streaming and all of a sudden ecam 
are inundated with all these customers that from churches that need to suddenly live stream their churches or businesses that have got to get online musicians that want to be able to do um, gigs on YouTube how on earth do they do it how do they hook cameras up we were just getting we had a wait list to to get in we 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 were stopping it at 200 people um we did one of our academies and before we'd got to the end of it that wait list was about 300 people in it and ecam was saying to me can we run this again and, and we were literally back to back doing these academies uh i think we probably did six that that first year so all of my friends you know i'm walking the dog and um meeting people <laughs> across the street because we're not allowed to talk and they're at home doing some decorating and locked in and we've never <laughs> been busy and we were just covid for us was just this wave that we were riding um ecamm led on to youtube you know folk that had been through ecamm were then saying right let's get you going on youtube so that led people into that and the Pro Video Academy, everyone that's in those two wanted to get better on camera. So our business exploded. And I think a lot of people that have seen us through that season assume it had been like that for years. And here we are in this successful business. What you've just heard is the real story that not a lot of people know about is actually we're only a few years. <laughs> Literally 2019, we're still struggling there. In fact, it was December 2018 when Rachel had said to me, when we get to the end of this year, can we say this isn't working? You know, can we make this the deadline at the end of the year? If this hasn't worked, can we just scrap it and go back to the photography? So I was, it's that new really, although yes, I've been here and I've been trying to do this. Uh, I really empathize with everybody that's trying to get a business, an online thing going an online course and struggling to sell it and get it out. Um, we were in the right place at the right time and what a blessing it was not only for us but for those that were needing it as well you we had so many people coming back saying wow i don't know what i'd have done if we hadn't come through your training yes um, i want to i do want to circle back to because i think it's important whether you want to call wherever you want to call messages that come from spirituality we don't care where it comes mm. from so you there were some message that you heard because we there's a hole here where it was really an all is lost moment everything looks completely black and then you got some kind of a message again yeah that just so i i think people need to hear that if you'd be so kind okay yeah uh, i'm just conscious I, I feel like i'm doing a lot of talking but i guess that's <laughs> that's, that's the, the point, point this is it. about you this is about you adrian it's all about you i want to ask you something yeah that's right i'm not used to um Okay, so I just touched on it there. Um, end of 2018 was really this point of, uh, it hadn't suddenly come, you know, month by month, Rach is the one looking after the house, looking after the accounts really, and and is keeps telling, you know, I've got my head down working. She's the one saying, this isn't working. Um, we actually, we, we got to the end of, so Rachel said to me, can we say, you know, come the end of this year, if this doesn't work, can we just accept that this is a bit of a dream? It's not going to happen. And bless her, she was my biggest supporter. So I'm not, you know, don't want to hear that Rachel was negative with this. She was just being real. You know, bills aren't getting paid while I'm playing over here with this online course. Um, so that was my goal, that the end of December, 
and I'll never forget it. We were sitting there. We had a visiting preacher come to our church. We got a big church. There would be about 1,500 people in the auditorium twice on a Sunday morning. Um, we happened to be about three rows back in the center because I like to be in, you know, involved in the front there. And this, this speaker, she didn't know me. I'd never spoken to her before. Um, we just sort of packing up at the end and, and, and there she was, she'd come off the, the, the stage, come straight down to me. And she said, I, I, I was, uh, I had to come to you. I didn't want to lose you in the crowd. She said, God's told me to tell you that he's got your business <laughs> uh, and he's going to bless you. Um, it, there was more in this, but that was all I heard. And he's going to bless you through partnerships. Uh, and I just sobbed because we were days away from me walking away from this. Um, and, and again, here I am with the most, you know, other than God standing in front of me and going, look, I'm going to help you. This is going to work. Stick at it. Uh, I, I couldn't have had anything clearer than that for me to go. God's put this on her heart, on her mind to come. She must have been looking at me and, and, and had a word to be able to say to me. She didn't go to anybody else. I hadn't heard her really doing that before. Um, but it was awesome. And then, so as I say, then 2019, knowing that I'm building up, I'm preparing, we'd, we'd then created our YouTube Academy and our Ecamm Academy. And you know, it absolutely came true, really. The partnerships has been very much through Ecamm. Um, they've been so huge to the growth of this business. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, there's my, <laughs> that's, um, yeah, people need to, people need moment. to, to hear that. It's no guarantee that that's, that it's going to work, but there, we also believe that there are messages that mm -hmm. come from other than your logical thinking yeah. mind that there are places that come from other places. Those messages we believe are really worth listening to because we think that is wisdom. Yeah. Who knows how it works? Doesn't matter how it works. Yeah. Be because, you know, being an entrepreneur is no easy thing. And in fact, it's far harder than, than people would imagine. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead. No, I, I think you're right. And I think whatever I've always had, so because of that, really, it's, and I think I've always had that gut feeling of this is what I'm going to do. You know, this is going to work. And although I couldn't quite see it, there was just a determination that, and a tenacity really that I'm going to do this, you know, and I'm telling my friends, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. And although they were week by week, so how's it going? You know, have you got any customers yet? <laughs> um, I was just like, this is going to work. You know, I'm going to prove you all wrong. And I think again, that you've you got to get in this. And I think that was, I, I, part of me is pleased that it wasn't an instant success because I'm able to relate a lot better to people now that are struggling, getting going. You know, I've got customers that, that I'm talking to in my academies that are saying, look, I've, you know, I've had this thing for a couple of years and I haven't actually made any money out of it yet. And, because they're sort of floating between the day job and trying to do this hustle on the side. And I can kind of relate to those things now. So while I didn't like it at the time, I think it's made me more relevant to people in, to be able to help them. I don't regret it now. Now we're where we are. Um, but it's not at the time. And I absolutely feel for anybody that is in there that is really struggling right now. I want to do this thing. I really feel called to this, or this is what lights me up. Um, 
you know this if uh, and this is a gauge i think you know when you say to people well if money wasn't an object what would you spend your time doing you know would you do this would you know is it actually something that is a real passion that you would enjoy doing uh and genuinely it is for me uh, you know i, I if if I won the lottery and had millions in the bank. I, I, I would absolutely still do this, you know, uh, would just take the pressure off of not having to ask people to pay for it. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're too much um, of a nice guy, it seems. Well, it's, but it's, it, it's your purpose, isn't it? It's what, what mm. lights you up, really. And Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Adrian, so... You just touched on it. You 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 uh, mentioned a few words like tenacity. What does it take to, in your view, to really pull this through? When you think of the life of an entrepreneur, what does it take? Mm. Yeah, um, it does take that real kind of knowing or desire to be able to go just to that determination this is what i'm going to do um not having other options or not having so many options available to you that oh i'll try it and it'd be nice to do but actually to really go no this is this is it this is part of my identity it's what i want to do um i, I want to serve i want to help and i want to get out here what i didn't have and and felt that I really struggled with was kind of community peers that I could work with. Um, there were some in that Ecamm community that certainly, you know, we were from the UK and we'd created our own little Facebook group over here for BBD UK type thing. And we got on really well, but again, we were all, we were all struggling at the time. Uh, you know, there wasn't anyone really who was that bit further ahead that I could go, right. I want to talk to you. Um, it was just a little bit further along in the journey, but not so far ahead that it felt a bit unreachable. And I think that's what I'm partly, that's what I'm trying to create very much in my Kajabi Academy is, is really trying. And within our, you know, the BBD calls and things we're doing, I want to be that person who's a few years ahead really, and be able to encourage, uh, you know, the, the, where I can see you, you coming up, not you, you know, when I can see customers that are coming up uh, and I'm hearing it and I'm going, yep, been there. I know exactly what's going through your mind and what you need to do to get through this stage. And just having some accountability that you can say, right, okay, in the next month, what are you going to do? In the next three months, what are you going to do? What are your goals? Let's let's really focus on that and, uh, and, and go for it. Uh, and it's lonely. It's, you know, it's, we, we all want this, uh, what, what is it they say? I'm trying to, I won't get it right if I say it. Um, we kind of do, <laughs> we work seven days a week to have this, you know, this lifestyle that's meant to be two days a week kind of thing. We're all trying to be these entrepreneurs. We're, we're chasing down this dream where we can do our four hour work weeks. And actually it's a lot of hard work and you're really getting in here. Um, the hustle, you've got to be prepared to stick the hours in and do the work. And, I know James and others very much say, you know, it's it's about building team and and, and uh, yeah, you got to. Most people starting out, you've just got to get in there and do every job and and make this thing happen and just know that it's going to get easier and it does uh, mm. for sure. And that's where I want to just dig in a little deeper because I know yeah. that there are entrepreneurs in our audience and most likely also those who want to become entrepreneurs, who are just starting out from scratch. 
So mm. what are the most important lessons as we are reaching the hour here? What are the most important yeah. lessons that you've learned and what tips do you have for someone who's just starting out? Yeah, uh, I would and, and probably different to what others will tell you. Uh, as you can see, I'm all about serving. And you know, I, I'm a big believer in putting stuff out for free. There's a lot of others who would say, you know, and I've been told by plenty, I give way too much away. Uh, people aren't going to buy because you're giving it all away on YouTube and things. Um, I think what's important starting out and where I see people go wrong, it's not necessarily about the product that you've got. It's that you haven't got an audience there. And I would really encourage people to try and build up an audience first. And for me, that has been very much around YouTube. For others, it might be on LinkedIn. It might be on Instagram. Uh, you might do a podcast. It might be a blog. You know, building up a, a following really and, and getting an audience of people that actually you can then go back to and say, you know, when, when we hear these stories of these overnight successes, we all know that's that's not a real thing. But the, 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 what you don't see is that these people typically have been serving, working away, giving a lot of free stuff away in the background, maybe in person contacts have been working with or speaking. So when actually they go, I'm going to create a course, there's thousands of people that are going, yeah, about time. Um, <laughs> so I would definitely encourage anybody, you know, rather than going and building a course, um, trying to sell it, if you can build up this community first, know that there's an audience there that actually want what you're going to do and, and test it, uh, give a lot away for free. And um, people will, you know, there's ways of doing it. We do what we call lead magnets. So if you are watching a video and we recommend a download at the end, well, then you're giving your email address at that point. And then once you're on an email list, we can very softly introduce other things to you and um, mention a webinar or something like that. So, yeah, that would be my take on this is I don't think you can give too much away, really. I think people will always, there's that reciprocity that someone goes, it's about time you ask me to pay for something. You know, I've had so much from you. It becomes such an easy sell by the time you get to that. You know, people are asking right now, how long do you think it takes? I know that you can't be specific, but I'm sure mm. people are asking this question. How long would I have to keep giving stuff away to build an audience? What, what's your thoughts about how long it it takes? Um, I don't know that there's a definite answer to that. I think in, in different, for instance, if, you know, right now you decided you were going to, you know, is there something that's real, you know, like we've been talking about COVID, uh, you know, and people needing to get online and do these things. Uh, there's a, there's a definite need there. You know, there's people that want to be able to pay for things. If you were going to say, well, right, well, I'm going to show people how to do a, how to use their iPhone and look good on camera or something it wouldn't take long to build up an audience doing something like that. Um, it, depending on how you do it and what that, you know, the, if, if you were getting into podcasting, for instance, then you, you started going after some big players and you thought, right, we want to get these people on our uh, show so that we get in front of their audiences. You know, it can scale quick. Uh, how much energy you put into it, how skillful you are at doing that really. But I think putting content out, yeah, you're you're it, certainly when I taught YouTube, you've got to be in it for the long run. Um, those YouTube videos are still relevant years later. It's not like a, a Facebook ad or something that as soon as you stop, it disappears. 
And um, again, there's a lot of skill in that, making sure you're putting the right thumbnails, the right titles and things that are actually getting seen by people. There's a lot of folk who we've encouraged to do YouTube channels that have said, just doesn't work for me. And when I look at their channel, I say, yeah, but how is anyone ever going to find that video with that title? And um, so this, I would, in reality, I, I think you would struggle to do this in a year. Uh, if I'm being brutally honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of people, you know, a lot of people like the idea of starting a YouTube channel. And since we consider you the go-to person about YouTube, so tell us what it takes to start your YouTube channel and your thoughts about it. Mm. Uh, it's very simple, really. You know, it, it's free to set up a YouTube channel. You could set one up in a day. Uh, we can set it up in a few hours, to be honest. The the challenge is getting the right videos, and so you know an audience. You know, uh, you know. So me, for instance, talking to folk who, yeah. Let's look at my kind of impact. My, you know, I'm helping people do video, do the kind of thing that you're doing here. I have to get in. I'm not just going to go making videos. Um, how to look better on well i could do one on how to look better on camera that's probably not what somebody's searching for what i've realized and this is really what we're you know the the heart of what we do in our youtube academy is getting down to what are if i look at you you know what are you searching for what what kind of things are you going to google for and it's more likely to be that you're wanting to know about a microphone or a camera or you're struggling with lighting or you're getting this echo so I'm really trying to get in the mind of my customer, what is it they're actually going to Google and, and typing in? Um, you know, if you were a dog trainer, don't know why that came to my mind. Uh, what, if I make a video on, you know, five ways to train your dog, it's too broad. You know, if somebody's going, my dog barks every time I leave the house, that's a video title you know, what do I do kind of thing? Or uh, how do I get my dog to sit? How do I get my dog to <laughs> listen to me? Uh, what are, so for me, it's all about those how-to videos and review videos. They're the two main videos that I uh, encourage people to do and really try and get as as narrow as you can. So if you're, if you're already working with customers, talk to them. You know, what, what were your pains? What was it you were really struggling with? What were the kind of things that you were going to Google typing in trying to get an answer for? Um, so reviews are a big one. You know, somebody talks about, oh, you should be using this camera. Oh, well, let me go and have a look at it. And that would be a classic of where you'd go to YouTube. If I can get in front of somebody, um, we had a customer last week, two weeks ago, who said to me, um, I, uh, uh, <laughs> he was kind of joking going, I'm, I'm surprised you caught me. I don't normally go for these things. Um, but he said, I went onto YouTube because I'd got the microphone that I've done a review on here, this Shure MV7. He said, I watched your video. I saw a link in there to your uh, impact training. He said, I went and had a look at it. And uh, he said, here I am as a customer inside. Uh, so that's a classic of, you know, I'm, I'm trying to serve. That's a need. He's struggling. He's got this new microphone. He can't get it to sound good finds my video that sets it up. He thinks I'm amazing. Um, and then he's looking around. He's actually coming for me going, uh, what else do you do? You know, if I can get looking like that, you know, I'm, I'm signing up. And so that's exactly. Does that make sense? It's, yeah. And this is exactly why we would say the people who are even thinking about uh, starting a YouTube channel should 
really go to Adrian Salisbury's YouTube Academy mm. because there's a big difference between people who know a lot about a lot of stuff and a mm. person who knows how to teach. And yeah. Adrian's a master teacher. I, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. And you've got, I think, a hundred thousand people on your YouTube channel now, or is there, I don't know what your subscribers yeah, is. Almost 130, yeah. Ha, almost 130,000 um, on a YouTube channel. Well, that's for a reason because you're such a, a brilliant teacher. So is there anything, Adrian, this has been such a blast. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you really want our audience to know? Um, oh dear. Let me try and think of something good to end on. <laughs> um, I would encourage, and I'm not saying this to come into my academy, I really would encourage people to start on YouTube. Uh, I think it's the best platform. You need to build an audience. Uh, now I say that, you know, if you're wanting to, if for instance, you want to do a podcast, and uh, I do think there's a lot of value in, and power in a podcast, you're getting a, you know, we do a lot, there's a lot of talk about shorts, TikTok, things like this, that it's just that quick little soundbite. Um, you, you're... When someone's sitting listening to an hour's conversation with you uh, on a regular basis, when they're looking forward to your podcast coming out, they're really building a connection with you. And it's the same on these videos. When I'm showing up and I'm doing a, a tutorial on YouTube, I'm, I'm serving, I'm helping somebody where they're at. Um, they're then going off and watching other videos. Uh, I, I would start there, uh, you know, really have a go at this. And uh, what is it that you can help and serve people with? And it doesn't have to, you know, I'm obviously promoting looking great on camera. For example, I had to fix a sink in the house. Um, I went onto YouTube because I was stuck on this bit that wouldn't go together. There's this guy kind of holding his phone showing, you know, well, I'll show you how to do this. And he's sort of doing this, you know, it was, it was awful. But I got my answer and I subscribed because I thought, thank you. And I'll have a look down and see what else you can help me fix around the house. Um, so it doesn't have to be flash it, it i think it makes a, a big impression if you can if you're teaching more business and things rather than you know you don't want to certainly don't want to be showing up trying to teach people how to do a second seven figure business on a really dodgy webcam it just there's a disconnect it doesn't look authentic um but yeah i would encourage people you know go for it um if you kind of really feel that this is what i want to do there's no cost involved in YouTube setting up a channel. There's no kind of fees for it. Start making some videos, put them out there, study them. Which ones are getting hits, which aren't. Study your competitors, you know. Okay, I thought I was doing a video on microphones. Let's have a look what other ones are really doing well and what is it about their videos. And maybe at that point you start going, okay, these all look professional. I need to <laughs> up my game a bit here. But uh, yeah, do that, you know, really do that research before you go off trying to invest in a platform like Kajabi or something where you're then paying out. You, you can easily start paying a lot of money quick. You don't even need a website or anything like that to get started doing YouTube. Um, get some followers if you can put some, we talk about clustering around. So we might do a set of videos uh, around equipment and there is a central lead magnet that says this is our uh, equipment list. This is one of our most popular ways that people get onto our email list is they watch the videos that we're talking about. We say, right, well, this microphone here that we're setting up today is part of our equipment list. You can download that for free. There's a link in the description. You know, That's when you start to then build this up. You start to get a few hundred people on an email list that you go, well, I know they're all interested in what I'm talking about. 
And then at that point, you know, I'd much rather someone would come to me for help or, um, you know, be in that position. We we recommend business by design. Um, uh, as you've heard in my journey, it's been so instrumental for me. I think the world of James uh, can't thank him enough for what he's done for us. And so I'm then able to say to my customers, look, he's helped me and I want him to help you. Um, but I would much rather somebody came to that point, not going, well, I've got this idea. Yes, it's doable, but you're already paid a lot of money out at that point. You're then paying for other things. When someone comes and says, well, I've got a thousand people on YouTube that are that have been interested in what I've been talking about, that's exciting. And then you can go, right, come on then, let's try and monetize this now. Um, and I would say, go and get education. I would say if I, yeah. if I were going to... Well, actually, we did when we started our YouTube channel. We we signed up for your education. I think to get get some education and save you months and months and months and time and energy and everything to go and get an education. Yeah. But the only thing I would add to that is I know a lot of people who go from course to course to course, and that you know that someone says, "Oh, we should be in this program," so I'm going to go and sign up to that one now, and they become course junkies that just going around learning all the information and never actually selling and never actually putting it into action. So one of the things that I, I, I don't know if it was James or Pat, it was one of these guys that I remember saying years ago, find your guru and kind of stick to him, turn all the other noise off because you can end up listening to five people's podcasts, other people's blogs, and they're all saying slightly different things. And you just end up in this, this spin, really, you're not actually doing anything. And I did exactly that. And I shut off a lot of these others. And I went, right, James is who I've invested in. I'm going to stop listening to all these other podcasts. Um, it doesn't have to be the the right person. It's not to say one person is the right one. But actually, if you can stay focused on and just listen to one, one advisor. Um, so yeah, I absolutely agree with getting education, but don't stay in that oh i'm gonna i should be doing my business but i've just got a really good book i want to go and read over you know that somebody recommended to me i'm so glad you clarified that that point for me that's you're you're absolutely right yeah. i just wanted yeah. to say the same thing Peter, oh, oh sorry. because we we are also <laughs> huge fans of seth godin who always says yes. ship 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 it's better than yeah. overthink stuff and so if you can just get your feet dirty dip in the yeah. water and then yeah. know what it's like and then know I need yeah. the education. <laughs> All right, Adrian, this was a blast. Thank you so much. And I, That's been great. I'm curious to see what your audience says, who will now have a little glimpse into <laughs> your life. That's right, they absolutely will, yeah. Right. Thank <laughs> no you, one Adrian. Knows this. Thank you. How did you get it out of me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. That, thanks ever so, that's been excellent. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed that. Great. Thank you, Adrian. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, could you do us a favor and hit the like button and subscribe to our channel? It will help the channel grow and get more amazing guests like Adrian. To learn more about Adrian, head to what's next dot com forward slash 36 where we share links and more again that's what's next dot com forward slash 36 thanks for joining us today and please share this episode with someone you care about someone who can use some inspiration about next steps in their lives 
And if you are trying to figure out what's next for you, join us for one of our live online workshops where we teach how to successfully reinvent your career in midlife. To save your spot in our next workshop, go to whatsnext.com forward slash workshops. We'll see you there or for another episode here.